to hear this question, who are you? What would be your answer? Sometimes we think to use our situation to define who we are. Sometimes it could be a past. Sometimes it could be a health issue. Sometimes it could be what you're going through at the time, you're broken. But who are you? Do you ever hear voices or your thoughts trying to define who are you, telling you who you are? What you choose is what you become. Sometimes we let people or circumstances define us. But we need to go back to the word of God. Voices will tell you the problem is too big. Sometimes we choose the wrong voice for too long that we lose ourselves. Sometimes we sit at a table where we don't belong. Right? Sometimes you're, you're, you're around people, they're showing you the signs, they're giving you all the reasons, and yet you cannot leave the table. We allow people to label us, tell us what we are, what we can do, or what we could. Who do you say you are? Not what other people say you are, not what your family or your co-workers or friends say you are. You are not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. People can't always see what God puts in us. They cannot see potential or gifts. Sometimes we allow people to put limitations on us. Sometimes we limitate what God can even do in our lives too. They will try to talk you out of accomplishing your dreams or your goal. Well, I just refer to them as, is that something called dream cashers? They want you to do good, but never better than them. They try to convince you, you won't when you have plans, business ideas. You cannot be around negative people or in a negative environment and expect positivity all around. The only one who knows who you are is God. He calls you his masterpiece. He said you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. He said you will be mighty in the land. He said that you are more than a conqueror. That's who God says you are, right? So instead of saying, sometimes, you know, you like to say, I'm broken at this. Why not say, I am strong. I am anointed. I am talented. I am blessed. I am favored. I am healthy. I am forgiven. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am redeemed. I am what God says I am. I am not what I feel. You may feel weak, but God says you are strong. At times you may feel weak, depressed, discouraged, but that's not who you are. That's how you feel. That's what you're dealing with. And sometimes we need to go in the Bible, go back to what God says. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Start saying what God says about you. You know, Corinna always encourage us. Declare, make your daily declaration over your life, over your family. Not what you feel and your circumstances. And when you learn to talk to your circumstances, they will change. The enemy, also called the accuser, will only remind you of your mistakes. You have to see yourself in the right way. Who do you say you are? You are not average or ordinary. You are who God says you are. You know, sometimes we think we have to have all the degrees and all the subjects and the education 
you know, to be somebody in life. We are not average. We are who God says we are. There's something special about you. What God has ordained for you cannot be stopped by people. Stop letting people that add so little to your life take so much of your peace. Too often we look for validation from people, from your coworkers, from your family, even from social media, that we feel sometimes we have to pick, put up our picture to see how much likes we can get. And that is how sometimes we feel good about ourselves. Let us also know who we are. It's not who they say we are, but God. Get it in your spirit and it becomes a reality. And I had some examples from the Bible. When others saw Sarah as a barren woman, God saw the mother of all nations. When others saw David as a poor shepherd, God saw a mighty king. Others may not see you, but trust me, the Lord surely sees, right? And we have to stop looking for validation from people as only God can validate us. We have to look in the mirror and know who we are. It's not the circumstance, right? So don't let the circumstance define who you are. So I just have a video for you all to listen to. Corinna, put on, please. I want so much to remind you who you are. I want you to know that it doesn't matter what other people have called you. That it doesn't even matter what you've called yourself. There is only one who has the right and the authority to tell you who you are. I want you to know that other people are qualified to name you. And circumstances, they may have made things difficult for you, but they actually aren't powerful enough to define you. I want you to know that your history may have marked you, but it is not authorized to label you. I want you to know that what your mama called you or what your daddy did to you, it may have hurt you and it may actually take real emotional work and years to kind of come up out of the, the unhealth that it rooted into your life. I understand that. But I want you to know that it does not have the power to shape the totality of who it is that you've been called to be. Listen to me, you are not defined by your past. You are not defined by your behavior. You are not defined by your failures. You are not defined by your struggles. You are not defined by your feelings. You are not defined by your circumstances. You are not defined by the here today, gone tomorrow, false ideologies and philosophies of our current culture. You are who God says you are. There are a lot of voices in life trying to define us, tell us who we are. And instead of letting people define you, Instead of letting circumstances label you, you need to go back to what God said about you. God says you can do all things through Christ. You're equipped and empowered. Other voices will tell you the problem's too big. You don't have what it takes. If you let these other voices play, it will keep you from your destiny. The only one that knows who you really are is your creator. He calls you a masterpiece. He said, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, you will be mighty in the land, that you are more than a conqueror, strong, confident, approved, valuable. That's who you were created to be. When you say what God says about you, then you activate what he put on the inside. He has said that you are a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You are a person that has been redeemed and chosen, adopted and qualified. You are not a mistake. You are not an afterthought. You are not a liability. 
You have been created in the very image of God. That means every aspect of your physicality. It means the skin you're in. It means the hair texture that is on your head. It means the structure of your body. Every unique aspect of your physicality and my physicality has been made in the very image of God. That even your personality is a unique expression of the creative genius of God. You are made and fitted with the uniqueness of your personality and your temperament in the image of God. You are not introverted by mistake. You are not extroverted by mistake. You are who God created you to be. Even your weaknesses aren't a liability. They are actually a unique fitting by God because your weaknesses just become a platform for the strength of God to be displayed through your life. We are all wonderfully created by a creator God and are unique as an individual. You are different than any human being that has ever been on this planet or is on this planet now. Everything within you screams of your individuality, screams of your uniqueness, and that God has a purpose and he made you on purpose to match an identity your DNA. No one on this planet has your DNA. Think about that. Billions of people and no one has your DNA. You have a fingerprint that screams you are unique. You're an individual and that you're created in a special way for a special purpose on purpose. God made you a certain way on purpose. Quit allowing the world to discredit your divine design. Quit allowing the world to define you. The world will try to impose an identity on you. Families will try to impose an identity on you. The culture will try to impose an identity on you. And it'll ruin your life. It'll ruin your, your purpose. And so, y'all, we live in a day and age where, if you have not noticed, where the enemy is running rampant with this issue of identity. We can tell this because everything is being redefined. The things that God has already given definitions to, everybody's trying to redefine. But you are who God says you are. You are who he has created you to be. This issue of identity, y'all, is so important because the enemy wants so much to twist and turn your identity, your image of who God has created you to be. Because you will either live up to or you will live down to whatever you believe to be true about who you are. So this issue of identity is so critical. Now the enemy will work overtime to try to steal your sense of value, your sense of worth. He knows if he can distort your identity, who you are, and convince you that you're just average, nothing special about you, then he can keep you from your greatness. You may not even realize this, but there's a spiritual war going on over your identity. And Satan knows that if he can keep you from being you, who God made you to be, if he can hide your true identity, if he can distort your true identity, if he can destroy what God intended for you to be, he has succeeded in hurting God by hurting God's children. Now, how does Satan do this? How does Satan keep you from knowing your true identity? Well, he uses a lot of different tools. One of the tools he uses is the opinions of other people. 
Your parents said things about you. Your peers have said things about you. Your partners have said things about you. Enemies and friends have said things about you. Some of them were true, some of them were not true, but they were all trying to mold you into their image. People all your life have been trying to get you to be what they want you to be, not what God wants you to be. And Satan uses the opinions of others to keep you from the true you, what you were meant to be by God. Satan uses hurt and he uses pain in your life to deceive you and disguise your true identity. Because if he can get you resentful, if he can get you bitter, if he can get you angry, guilty or ashamed, he knows you're going to miss your true identity. Now Satan wants to steal your identity, so he says things like this. You have to earn God's acceptance to be loved and liked by him, to be accepted by God. You got to earn it. He says things like, you don't matter. You're not important. You're never going to amount to anything. In fact, you're flat out worthless. He says it to you all the time. He says things like, you know that thing, you, that sin you committed? You could never be forgiven for that. You should be ashamed of yourself. All shame comes from Satan. Doesn't come from God. Shame comes from Satan. You should be ashamed of yourself. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it. You should, you'll never be forgiven for that. Who do you think you are? And then he says things like, you could never do it, get it right. Well, who do you, you know, who do you think? You could never do anything right. Now, he says those, and that hides your true identity. God created you on purpose for a specific purpose, and your identity is directly connected to that. And the devil knows it when you don't know it, so he wants to impose a false identity on you. He wants to create a, a fallen identity or identity confusion. Anything he can do to mess up your identity will affect your purpose in this life. And so we know we connect you to your identity. You're going to fulfill your purpose in this life. You're going to be filled with joy. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to be happy. You're going to be fun to be around. It's going to change everything. When God looks at you, he sees you as his treasured possession. Nobody values you more than God. Nobody. The Bible says this in Isaiah 43, 4. God says, you are precious to me. Now, your parents may have never called you precious, but God does. God says, you are precious to him. You are holy. You are extremely valuable. Now, why am I extremely valuable? It's because Jesus gave his life for me. That shows my value. Jesus gave his life for me. A lot of people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I'm no good, I'm just junk. Jesus did not die for junk. How much are you worth? Look at the cross. This is how much you're worth. Those people who told you when you're growing up, you're not worth anything, you're not important. And in so many ways, they said to you, you don't matter as much as your sister does or your brother does or whatever does. You don't really matter that much. They were lying. They were lying. Because you are not only completely acceptable to God through Christ, but you are extremely valuable to God because of what Christ did for you. What a shame to live and die and never really know who you are. 
What could you become if you saw yourself the way God sees you? What dreams could you accomplish? What obstacles could you overcome? What businesses could you build? What books could you write? What influence could you have if you only knew who you are? You are no ordinary child. Put your shoulders back, hold your head up high, and step up to who you were created to be. Don't let the world conform you into some image that you won't even recognize, but be transformed now by the renewing of your mind and let God define you and no one else define you because if you'll let God define you in who you are, you will live life and the abundance that God has provided in this life. Amen. Before I end, I want us to go on our spiritual diets and this spiritual diet is called letting go. So I just have some of the things that we need to let go of and the scars, the hurt, the pain, the weight will be lifted off. Let go of toxic people. Be careful of who, and this is something that Zara was saying last week, who P-R-E-Y on you instead of praying for you. You know, in Trinidad, we have a saying, show me your friends and I'll show you you. Let go of past mistakes. We are forgiven. All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Sin is sin. There is no big sin or no small sin. Sin is sin. Let go of ne negative self-talk. Stop talking to yourself based on how you are feeling. Declare God's word over yourself every day. Not some days, not when you feel so, but every day, all the time. Let go of the need to impress others. Seek validation from God. Because whether you're doing good or bad, people still going to talk. Let go limiting belief. With God on his side, all things are possible. Sometimes we, we tend to not understand how much God, God is capable of doing. We put limit on ourselves and also on what God can do. Let go of gossiping and complaining. It's very, very easy to complain, but we must think of the good. And sometimes we have to remember that we always have it easier or better than somebody else. Gratitude, we must always practice gratitude. And sometimes back we did a gratitude challenge in the group. Avoid the he say, the she say. Stop complaining. The easiest thing for me to do is complain. Let's be grateful. And the last point, let go of worrying about the future. Everything is in God's hand. It is in his control. We just have to continue trusting, believing, and praying. I trust that the word has touched somebody somehow in some way. I now open the floor to anybody who has anything to say. Anika, thank you so much for that reminder this morning. We have to remember who we are at all times. Because as you said, we live in a world now where identity is wherever you feel you want to be, you want to identify as this or that. And that is not what God created us to be. And we have to remind the world of who we are instead of falling into the conformities of accepting what God didn't say we are. When it is we do not know who we are, we tend to live our lives searching and searching and we end up lost because the world cannot tell us who we are. God already told us who we are, especially when he walked here on this earth and he died on the cross for us. And we already are born with that title. But we just have to remember it and remind ourselves of it daily because the devil is trying to make us forget. And when we remember whose we are, we activate that power that he has granted 
us in the form of the Holy Spirit to be able to do mighty things here on this earth. But if it is that we don't know who we are, we don't know, we don't walk in the way that he wants us to, there's no way that we'll be able to fulfill our purpose that he has set us on this earth here for. So thank you so much, Anika, for that reminder. We have so many different paths that we have to walk in life, but we are so powerful once we continue to walk in the identity that our Heavenly Father gives to us. So thank you so much for that reminder. Good morning. Just wanted to say a quick um, thank you so much, Anika. Powerful word this morning. Um, and it's interesting because yesterday um, at church, one of the points the, the preacher said was talking about shaking off the past. And I think you mentioned that as well, to make sure that we don't define ourselves from the mistakes that we've made in the past or define ourselves or our personality from hurts that we've experienced or just whatever it is that that's happened in the past we have to move forward from that we have to learn to forgive ourselves we have to learn to forgive other people so we're not held back by you know being imprisoned because the enemy would want to keep us behind whether he's trying to make us forget that we are god's chosen one that we are already redeemed that we've already been forgiven I think in, in the, the thing that we played, he mentioned that one of the pastors mentioned that as well, that you never be forgiven for this, that you're, you know, stuck and you're always like having to make it up. And that really stuck out to me. And I, I wanted to just emphasize that point as well. Let go of the past, let go of what anyone has told you before that you are, or, you know, anything that you may have walked through that you're still holding on that is keeping you from being who you are in Christ and you are redeemed and you are forgiven. So it's really a, a great, like you said, a spiritual diet and a, a thought for us today. Let's no longer be held back by anything that we've had to endure yesterday, last week, five years ago, 10 years ago, or by what someone has said about us, what someone has spoken over us. The only thing that we are is who God has called us to be, who God says that we are, what God says that we are here to do. And so never limit your thoughts of yourself, never limit what you think you can do by your own thoughts, right? Or by the thoughts of others or by something, by an experience. Let's say you wanted to start a business and you tried before and it failed and you said, well, I'm just, I'm a failure. The business can't work. And then you stop. No, keep going, shake that stuff off. Take, get yourself out of the past, get yourself out of what had happened before, what someone said before and walk into who God is calling you to be so thank you again anika for that powerful word very nice word anika and very informative and strengthening also who we are is not what people say we are thank you so much anika thank you so much ladies for joining us just one quick announcement as you guys i've said it already in the group that we have our empowerment conference coming up we're so excited the committee we've been working on this for a little bit and so saturday september 30th okay please invite your friends your sisters your cousins whoever invite people please 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 um we're gonna have some dynamic speakers i'm gonna be closing off the conference um but we have dr helga clark she has been with us before and she spoke in one of our groups she's also my mentor so i'm super excited that she's gonna be joining us and we also have pastor brooke marie anius from orlando florida who is 
just amazing. I, ladies, listen, we're going to have a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord that day. We start at 10 a.m. and we go all the way through three o'clock. We have a couple of breaks in between. All of the, the schedule, if you wanted to learn more about the speakers, it's on the website. I think I also put it in our group. It's on Facebook as well. So make sure you go and register. It is completely free. We are not charging a dime. We are going to be streaming live on Facebook and streaming live on YouTube. So please spread the word so that we can get the message of Christ out to the masses. If you have questions on it, please, you can message us in the group. But we are just excited about that. It is Saturday, September 30th. And I hope to see all of you ladies there and your friends and their friends and their friends. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, ladies. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.